of bliss. Being a brand new biographical series about Bachelor Bliss, recently back after three years abroad. Well, featured in the present edition are Brenda Bruce as Anne Fellows, Colin Gordon as Tony Fellows, Muriel Pavlo as Tina Holiday, and George Cole as the shy young man himself, David Alexander Bliss. For the benefit of the thousands of people who suffer from shyness, we begin by asking David for his expert opinion as a fellow sufferer. Oh, gosh, I wouldn't claim to be an expert. Oh, you wouldn't? Well, no, because it affects people in different ways. And it comes in so many guises. Yes, and creates a good deal of misunderstanding when, for example, it takes the form of an aggressive manner. Ah, and on that, I would claim to be an expert on. An aggressive manner? No, creating a good deal of misunderstanding. Uh, only, I take it, when you're under pressure. You're tense or embarrassed. Oh, one last question. Would it be fair to say that you're, well, how can I put it, somewhat slow in the romantic field? Ah, oh, no, 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 look. Uh, don't, don't think I'm taking offence, but uh, that is rather an intimate matter. And I, I doubt if you'd be keen to answer it yourself. Well, I happen to be married, so the question doesn't arise. No, but there must have been times when you did take a girlfriend in that field. No, no, when, when, times when you did have romantic moments even if you're not keen on your wife. Uh, times when you have your intimate moments, even if they're not with her. No. With the threat of divorce staring me in the face, I hurriedly over to the house of David's married sister Anne to discover how he faces up to the problem of winter and love in a deep seemed jolly pleased with my report on our overseas branches. Old Hood being? My general manager. You seem quite glad to... Psyche, take your nose out of that. You're a very naughty dog. Why? What's she done? Scoffed about half my box of chocolates. That's what. Well, honestly, you know, she's almost human. Plain greedy. I know. What could be more human than that? <laughs> Which reminds me, Old Hood thought I'd change for the better. Guess what he said? That you seemed almost human? <laughs> he seemed closer to it than usual himself. He gave me a cuppa, asked me whether I liked it out east, everything. What did you tell him? I said I liked India best of all, because there was so much to see. The Taj Mahal by... What's the matter? Did you hear something? No, that's all he waited to hear before telling me all about the years he spent on the continent. <laughs> to cut a long story short, I talked to three other people there and never once got past the Taj Mahal. People are only interested in their own lives. Well, some people, yes. But, uh, you're not like that, Anne. And I've been out so much since I came back, we haven't had a chance of a good chat. Oh, no, you're not going to tell me about it. All right, then, <laughs> if you insist. The Taj Mahal by moonlight, old Delhi with its... I must just go and see how the joint's getting on. As I was saying, Psyche, old Delhi with its historic... You won't get far with her. She's just back from spending a weekend with us on the Isle of Wight. <laughs> yes, I know, but you won't get far with me. I happen to have been there. I'll stay and listen if you like. What's the catch? Well, your new girlfriend's coming to dinner. It might be spoiled. On second thoughts, India's a terribly dull country. It is, too, compared with Tina. There's so much more to her. She must be a big girl. <laughs> so much more of her, I'd be interested to see. No, she's more interesting than India. Knowing you of old, I'm more interested in hearing how far you've got with her. Oh, for goodness sake, Anne. I admit, I'm going to be slow to make any progress, but uh, I'm sure it's the same with all young couples. I hate to disillusion you. We won't, because the problem's obviously universal. What problem? Where to go in an English winter. Or how to be romantic when you're frozen stiff. <laughs> no, 
nonsense. Tony and I met in the middle of one of the coldest spells on record, and it certainly didn't bother him. Well, of course it didn't. When he came round, mother and father tactfully left you alone in the other room. Yes. But, you know, there was something strange about that house that often drove us out into the cold again. Oh, what was that? You. <laughs> My fault for asking. David, as this is Tina's first time here, we don't want an atmosphere, so when Tony comes home, try not to upset him. Now, what possible reason can you give me for suggesting I might? <laughs> it's a habit you have. Yeah, I know, but apart from that. <laughs> but uh, don't worry, I won't. Strangely enough, that's something that's always worried me. What? You saying, don't worry, I won't. But just remember, a lot could depend on tonight being a success. Might even help you to face the winter. Huh? Well, Tina would always be welcome here, and we've got another room. Oh, gosh, yes, I never thought of that. You're right, a lot could... Oh, wait a second, though. Didn't you say something about having that room enlarged? Yes, but it may be months before I can get the builder to start on the job. Well, meanwhile, I can get down to the job of making Tina larger. Steady there. Of, of making some progress. I say, a lot could depend on tonight. Still, I, I'm sure Tony will find her interesting. I don't doubt that. Uh, to talk to, I mean. She works on a magazine. And I'm sure you'll like her. And I'm sure the evening will be a success. Except that, well, Tony has been known to launch into the odd controversial subject. Such as? Politics, pop groups, pedestrians, women drivers, modern sculpture, and needless to say, modern art. Discusses that very knowledgeably. I say, really? What's his view on it? Well, he belongs to the my four-and-a-half-year-old son could do better. So-called experts have been fooled by the daubings of chimpanzees. Give me the old master's school. <laughs> oh, yes. And I must say, for my money, he's right. <laughs> that might have been better left unsaid. Uh, you did ask Tina to be here by seven, didn't you? Well, I said half-past six to seven. At least I think I did. Or did I say seven to half-past? Yeah, I'll, I'll ring her and check. Now, be careful. Remember the muddle you got into the first time you rang her and what Tony said to you afterwards? Know thine enemy. Now, I admit I, I'm not at my best on the phone, but he's got a terrible habit of talking to me at the same time. Oh, he does it to me when I'm on the phone and I could cheerfully murder him. Tina Holiday. Oh, hello, darling. It's David. I did say half past six to seven, didn't I? Yes, you did. Yes, I did. And I'm almost ready. Uh, hold on, darling. Can't reach my nail varnish. I must get on. Tell her I'm dying to meet her. Okay, got the nail varnish. Yeah, Anne says she's dying to meet you. Say the same for me. Oh, drop the brush. Now. Oh, David. Yeah, Tina says you can drop dead, too. <laughs> she's dying to meet you. Did you remember to ask her whether she has any dislikes? What? Food, you mean? Yes, I did. Back with you now. Ah, oh, good. And what did she say? Hmm? Wonder what your sister will think of me. You're nothing special. <laughs> At least that's honest. You what? She won't mind you being plain home cooking, will she, David? Hmm? So you don't think she'll like me? Oh, good gracious, of course she won't. Well, <laughs> really? What makes you so sure? Why won't she? Because I happen to know she doesn't like anything fancy. <laughs> oh, so you think of me as the fancy type? You want, darling? Oh, no, 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 I was talking to Anne. Oh, I, I certainly wouldn't... Any vegetable she's particularly fond of? Uh, no. Uh, I certainly wouldn't call you fancy, darling. What would you call me, then? The vegetable type. <laughs> uh, beautiful. That's what I'd call you. A long time coming, but worth the wait. Here, give me the phone. Hello, Tina. Anne. It was my fault. I'm leaving him in peace now. I'm looking forward to seeing you. Me too. There you are. Pop it. Hello, Tina. I'm sorry about the muddle. Oh, it's cheered me up no end. Needed it, too. It's been one of those days. What? When everything went wrong? Mm. Including a pitched battle. 
trouble with one of the country's leading barristers. Ah, yes, you were telling me about him last night. You were doing an article on him. Was doing. Only we got onto the subject of modern art. And before you could say palette knife, we were at daggers drawn. Turns out he's one of the... My six-year-old daughter could do better. Chimpanzees already have. Symbolistic nothing. Plain rubbish school. Oh, and it makes me so mad. I mean, it's, it's, it's so prejudiced. So I mustn't be late, so i better ring off, hadn't I? Hello? David? Uh, yes, I'm still here. Hope I'll be a success with Anne and uh, Tony, isn't it? Yes. It's Tony. <laughs> Must lie, darling. I'm catching the quarter past six bus. See you then. Bye. Yes, I know you're right. <laughs> Looks as if I'm in for a long, hard winter. Why does it? Suppose I left the door open. Tina clashed with an eminent barrister today. Do you know what about? What? Modern art. You see, like Tony, he's one of the children and chimpanzees could do better school. Oh, dear, I see. Yes, and you can see what it could mean. Clash with Tony, bang goes our chance of the other room, and I'm faced with two alternatives. Pneumonia or no progress. <laughs> oh, I don't know. The subject may never come up, and even if it does... Well, we can always dive madly in and change it. But it makes it all the more important for you not to... Oh, that'll be Tony now. Yeah, I know what you're going to say. More important for me not to say anything to put him in a bad mood. But don't worry, I won't. And don't worry about me saying, don't worry, I won't, because I won't, don't worry. <laughs> yeah, and no, no, don't, don't worry about that, don't worry, either. After all, Tina will be here in, well, let's see, uh, exactly 17 minutes. And even I can hold out that long, especially with so much depending on it. Hello there. Oh, hello, hello Tony. Ah, hello, Psyche. Please see me, then. We're all pleased to see you, aren't we, Anne? Uh, yes. Now, why particularly? <laughs> well, we're not particular, are we, Anne? <laughs> no, I didn't say we were particularly pleased to see you, and we're not. But at least we are, but not particularly. I mean, hello. <laughs> What's going on that I'm not supposed to find out about, but eventually will from David? Well, nothing's going on except David, and he's excited because Tina's coming to dinner. No, no, I mustn't let you down. I'll just pop upstairs and spruce myself up. Won't be long. Go, no hurry. Don't worry, I won't, he says. And don't worry about me saying don't worry. Well, you don't have to be sorry about saying it again because I'm worried already. Well, I can't think what about. Tino will be here by the time he comes down again. And then he couldn't be in a better mood. I know, positively gay. And in a way, you can take the credit for that. Well, don't bother to explain why. I'll take it anyway. Because you brought a breath of romance into the house, that's why. Oh, come now, Anne. You must be joking. As if a breath of romance is likely to have any effect on Tony. It is. It has. I can give you an example of how it can help. About two years ago, Tony and I were going through a particularly bad patch. Nothing was going right for him at the office, and when he got home, nothing I did was right. It really was impossible to live with. I even toyed with the idea of going back to Mother. Oh, gosh, Mother adores Tony. I know, that's why I decided against it. <laughs> I knew she'd have sent me straight back. And then suddenly, a nice, fat, lucrative contract, and the crisis was over. Now, that day, Tony bought me, of all things, an enormous teddy bear about four feet high, crept into the house with it, sat it in that chair over there, and then waited for my reaction. And that must have been a tense period for him, too. Why? I came in here three times without noticing it. <laughs> but when I did, I found a note tied round its neck saying, My name is Mr. Groucho, and your husband's instructed me to tell you that he's very sorry, and that he loves you very much indeed. Oh, gosh. Now, that is romantic. That's dead sloppy, that is. <laughs> Anne, 
hand money down the drain. It's up in our bedroom now. Not only completely useless, it collects the dust. <laughs> it was a gorgeous moment. And you see, it's something to remember when I have my own little kitchen sink dramas. Oh, reminds me, the joint. Well, here I am, the masher himself. Good gracious, you have been quick. Mm, too quick. Uh, I mean, there was no need to rush. <laughs> You've still got a good ten minutes mood to go before Tina gets here. Uh, it's still got to be good for ten more minutes before you can get at Tina. Now you have gone too far. <laughs> There's still another ten minutes left. Oh, I must be more in love than I thought. Yes, and I've probably made you worse by telling you about Mr. Groucho. Oh, you do look handsome, darling. Oh, good heavens. So she's got around to telling you about Mr. Groucho. You must think I was a bit soft in the head to get it for her, but... Well, you know what women are like. Men. <laughs> Men? Yes, I have to have to pander to women. Well, believe me, I regretted it on that occasion. Have you seen it yet? It's about four feet high. Yes, so I gather. Yes, you can imagine what a noddy I felt when I went into the shop to buy it. <laughs> What's more, I had to park the car about a quarter of a mile away, so that made it even worse. Why? Well, I had to carry the confounded thing through the streets. <laughs> but what hurt most was the price. I mean, do you know how much it set me back? Eight pounds. Now, that's what I call money down the drain. I know, that's what Anne called it. <laughs> oh, she, um, she called, called it Mr. Groucho, I believe. Oh, yes, she had to give it a name. Adores the thing, of course, heaven knows why. It's not only completely useless... It, it collects the dust? <laughs> collects the dust? I presume. Now, why should you presume that? Well, I mean, it stands to reason, doesn't it? I mean, if it's four feet high, it's bound to. I'm five foot eleven and I don't. <laughs> No, but I, I, I bet you would if you were stuck up in the bedroom all the time. <laughs> Isn't by any, any chance what Anne said to you? No, why on earth should she say you're stuck up in the bedroom all the time? Now, don't be an idiot. Was it her who said it collected the dust? No, on the contrary. She said she adored the dusty old thing. <laughs> uh, adored the sloppy dead thing. Uh, adored. No, 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 no. Don't bother to go on. It's quite plain. She didn't appreciate it. Pity if she didn't appreciate it. Oh, no, no. Wait a moment, Groucho. Uh, Mr. Tony. Tony. You know me. Yes, and I know you well enough to realize that behind every muddle lies the truth. Well, the truth is, she was absolutely thrilled with it. And you're wrong about the muddle, because I can explain the lies. Explain it, if you like. I'd like. Well, she happened to say that she was dead sloppy about Mr. Groucho, that he was gorgeous, and that you weren't too dusty yourself. <laughs> After which I give you the benefit of the doubt you've earned it. <laughs> Jolly good. Now, did, um, did anything interesting happen at the office today? Not a thing. Oh, jolly good. Is there something you can tell me about? <laughs> I said nothing happened. Oh, dear, did you? I don't know what's the matter with me tonight. At least I do. Huh? Oh, all right, I know. Stop looking at my watch. I was going to ask you how you got on this afternoon. This afternoon? Hmm. Oh, 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 with old Hood, you mean? Oh, I, I, I'm glad you brought that up. I got on very well, actually. He gave me a cuppa, asked me whether I liked it out east, everything. And I said, of all the countries I visited, I liked India best, because there's so much to see. And there is, too. The Taj Mahal. Oh, that reminds me, I suppose. <laughs> I suppose Anne wrote and told you I made a business trip right across America last year. Yes, she did. Fascinating country. Yes, so is India. Oh, you can't help getting a kick out of your first glimpse of the Statue of Liberty. No, you should see the Taj Mahal. Especially on a sunny day. No, by moonlight. I must say, New York's a fantastic city. <laughs> so is old Delhi. Got an atmosphere all of its own. Yeah, it's got an atmosphere all of its own. Completely, yes. One mass of skyscrapers. You know, but a good many temples. <laughs> 
Dwarfing the roads below. Ooh. Narrow little streets. No, great wide roads jammed with traffic. You're thronging with people. Yes, cars tail to tail. Making way for the bullet carts. <laughs> bullet carts? Yes. And lots of stalls with the Indian shopkeepers squatting. What the dickens has all this got to do with New York? <laughs> Nothing. Uh, I was talking about old Delhi. When? <laughs> when? Oh, come on, you're, you're pulling my leg. I'm trying to find out what you're blithering on about, and I ought to know better. You haven't spoken a word of sin since I came home. Well, I've had enough of it. I've had a tiring day at the office, and I don't want to know any more. Come on, in you go, Tina. Oh, thanks. Thanks, Anne. Hello, darling. Hello. Tina, my brother-in-law, Tony. Uh, hello. How do you do? Uh, Tony, would you be an angel and pop up and turn Alexander's light off and make sure he's asleep? Yes, right. Uh, excuse me, won't you? Yes, of course. You don't seem very pleased to see me, darling. And I was dead on time. But just too late. Meaning? Well, I, I'm afraid there's, uh, there's a bit of an atmosphere. Oh, no. Yes, and I know just how Tony felt. There he was, delighted at the chance to tell somebody about his trip right across America, and I had to insist on talking about India. Honestly, I could kick myself. I was about to save you the trouble. <laughs> Still, never mind. I expect you'll soon get over it. Do sit down, Tina. Uh, uh, he's asleep. Ah, good. Anne was just telling me you've been to America, Tony. Can't tell you how I envy you. And I insist on hearing all about it. Oh, I'm, I'm sure you're not really interested. Oh, but I am. Fascinated. Must be a fascinating country. You, you believe me, it is, yes. It's funny, but you can't help getting a kick out of your first glimpse of the Statue of Liberty, you know. As for New York, oh, it's a fantastic, it's the only word for it. Massive skyscrapers dwarfing the roads below. Great wide roads, you know, jammed with cars, tail to tail, making way for the bullet carts. <laughs> Shut up, David. I want to listen to Tony. Well, uh, of course, New York isn't America. I visited ten major cities in all, you know. First stop was Detroit. Uh, now, that's another fantastic city. It's the center of the moon. And no doubt about it, San Francisco's a beautiful city. Uh, what have I done with my matches? Oh, yes, here they are. David, is that clock right? Nearly midnight. Yes, beautiful city, San Francisco. Quite a cultural place as well, you know. I, I, I know because an American colleague of mine took... I'm ready for bed, are you? No, the fresh as a daisy. Slept all the way from Oklahoma yeah. to Los Angeles. <laughs> Yes, indeed. Yes, we had a we had a slight fracas about that art gallery. He was all for this modern stuff, you know, surrealism or whatever you call it. I mean, I'll tell you what I oh, call Tony, it. Oh, Tony, I've just realised yeah. it's nearly midnight. Oh, good gracious, is it? Yes, modern rubbish. That's what I call it, you know. <laughs> I so agree. <laughs> After all, even chimpanzees can do as well. I must say, you're doing pretty well yourself. <laughs> oh, I mean, uh, your coat's upstairs, Tina. Yes, right. I don't want to drag you out of this nice warm room, Tony. So I'll say good night now. Oh yes, good night, Tina. Uh, do, do you live uh, far away? Oh, about ten minutes' walk. Oh, fine, fine. Then uh, then David can walk home with you. I'd, I, I'd offer to you to take you in the car. Oh, that's jolly nice of you, then. Only the confounded things packed up on me. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, it's the thought that counts. Oh, it's freezing out here. Uh, nice girl, that David. Attractive, too. I only wish I was walking home with her. I wish you were, too. <laughs> It'll serve you right for pretending the car's broken down. Oh, so you did tumble to it? Yes. But I, I don't fancy the idea of trying to be romantic with an icy wind whistling round. Well, I shouldn't tell her so. You'll get an icy blast. <laughs> well, I wouldn't dream of telling Tina. Only, well, it is a problem in winter. Well, what would you do if you were an Eskimo? 
Well, emigrate and do it somewhere else. David. Ah, romance calls. Yes, and the ice man goeth. <laughs> Here we are, darling. We'd better stand in the doorway out of the wind. Wind? What wind? Can't say I even blasted it. Whistled it. No, no, noticed it. So you're not feeling cold? Who, me? Good gracious, no. Not a bit. I've got a feeling you are. Well, I say I'm not. Your teeth are chattering. Yes, but you don't want to take any notice of what they say. <laughs> I, mean, I, 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 I feel as warm as toast. You look absolutely frozen. Well, believe me, I'm not. And if you think for a moment... You realize I couldn't be. Obviously. Why, obviously? Well, how could I possibly feel frozen when I'm out with a stiff like you? <laughs> feel romantic. Romantic when I'm out with a solid block like you. I, 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 I'm not cold. That's my last word on the subject. <laughs> Darling, Tina. Darling. I say, that's thawed me out. Oh, no, not, not that I was. I'm going in now, darling. It's very unromantic of me, I know, but my feet are like ice. I simply can't stay out here any longer. Well, don't worry about that. The ice man will go if. It might interest you to know, Anne, that Tina agrees with me about the problems of winter romance. So where do you go from there? Where do you think? Well, you're forgetting. We're having the other room made larger. Yes, but the builders haven't started on that yet. Made a start on it this morning. They would, wouldn't they? Still, I don't suppose it'll take them all that long. It isn't them, it's him. And he's only doing it in his spare time. <laughs> Which puts us back in the deep freeze. Ah, well, if winter comes, can spring... Yes, it jolly well can. I know, but there is a way round it. And it would help me with my problem. You've got one, too. Tony. Remember when you first got back from abroad and I said we were in a rut? Yes. Well, I'm afraid there's more to it than I told you. Like so many wives these days, I've... I find I've got a rival. What, you... You don't mean... No, not another woman. Something far more serious. What? Television. <laughs> Television? Tony's a complete addict. Well, I'd love to know why that's more serious than another woman. Well, he'd have to meet her in secret, wouldn't he? So he could hardly spend every evening gazing at her. Even if he could, he'd be sick to death of her in a week. And our new telly's a portable model. So? We certainly couldn't bring her up to bed with him. <laughs> well, no, that's reasonable. <laughs> yeah, but what's all this got to do with my problem? Prize Tony away from the telly for an evening. Then he'd take me out, and you... And Tina and I would have the house to ourselves. I say, that's an idea. Yeah, but how, how do I do the prizing? Play on his romantic side. You know, light-heartedly. Um, if you ever want anyone to babysit, Tony... Yeah, Tina and I would love to volunteer. <laughs> I'll have a crack at it the moment he comes in. I've got to get Alexander to bed. Have my rival on, if you like. Well, I might have a look at the news. Oh, David, for goodness sake, don't tell Tony I said he was an addict. He's a television snob into the bargain. Well, you, you don't mean he actually... That'll be him now. He actually pretends he's not keen on it? Believe it or not. Oh, which is the on-off switch, Anne? There's this one here. Ah, oh, hello there. Hello, darling. Hello, Tony. Hello, Saggy. Pleased to see me, eh? We're all pleased to see you. Aren't we, Anne? Now, don't start that again. I'm sorry to rush off, darling. Alexander's bedtime. Oh, David, old boy, what... Oh, you're not going to turn the telly on, are you? Well, only for the news. Well, another ten minutes, yes? 
All right. I'll wait till then. Oh, have it on if you like, but I'd be glad of a rest from it. Well, you think you need one. <laughs> no, you need, need a rest after a tiring day. No, no, no. From the telly, I mean. We're not keen on it, eh? Oh, I'd rather read a book any time. One or two of the programs are all right, but you don't have it on more than, say, a couple of nights a week. Oh, I agree with you there. I certainly wouldn't want to sit here and gaze at her every night. Gaze at who? The portable woman. Uh, portable rival. Set, no, set. no, 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 no. Let's not play the word game tonight. <laughs> don't worry, I won't. Yeah, and don't worry about me saying don't worry, I won't, because I won't. Don't worry. Uh, don't worry. Uh, no, I, I, I do agree with you. I mean, like so many things, television's all right in moderation. Oh, I wish you'd tell Anne that. Why? Well, she's a complete addict. <laughs> Anne is? Yeah, watch it 24 hours a day if she could. No, 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 no that, that, that's amazing. Why, do you find it difficult to believe? No, difficult to know who to believe. <laughs> I, I mean, that Anne says I'm the one who wants to watch it. Darling, Alexander wants you to tell him a story. Then he'll have to wait. I'm too busy listening to the story you've been telling David. About what? Me being a television addict. Oh, dear. Trust David to get it wrong. I... I said that I was the addict. Yeah, I'm sorry, but I don't believe you. Well, I'm sorry, too, because I can tell you Anne's exact words. I never thought I'd become a telly addict, David, she said. But I must admit he has. <laughs> I have. If you must know what I said... I darling, know I... already. And I can guess how it went. Tony neglects me, thinks more of the telly than he does of me, never takes me out. The same old bleating fact. Oh, no, 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 just I a second, Tony. I did not bleat. You never stopped there bleating. There is no need to shout at me. I'll please. shout if I like. Wait, 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 wait a minute. Listen, listen, please. There is only one big problem in this house, and I'll look for digs in the morning. <laughs> this is the second big row I've caused in a week. You know what they say? Never come between husband and wife. And as far as that's concerned, I'm the original sandwich man. <laughs> come on, Psyche. I'll take you for a walk. No, uh, uh, David, come, come uh, David. Back you come. Well, what's the use? You must admit what I said is true. Oh, who's denying it? <laughs> but you see, the trouble with most husbands and wives is that they keep things from each other, you know. Keep them bottled up inside, and that can be dangerous, but that's where Anne and I have the advantage. Well, how do you mean? We can never keep anything from each other. Not when you're around, bless you. <laughs> By the way, would you and Tina be free to babysit for us on Friday night? Oh, gosh, you must be psychic. <laughs> no, psychic. <laughs> Yes, yes, we would. And it's, uh, it's jolly nice of you, Tony. My dear chap, you'll be doing us a favor. It's high time we hardened old telly addicts had a night out. We do a show and then dinner afterwards, which should give you and Tina ample time to, uh, well, <laughs> get to know each other, eh? <laughs> yes, and that's not all. It'll be the first time we've been alone together when the temperature wasn't below zero. And you know what that'll mean? No, tell us. Tina will melt in my arms. <laughs> Come on, darling, we're going to be late. You're wasting your time calling upstairs. I was in the sitting room with David. <laughs> Tonight I feel quite excited. First time we've been out together for... What's the matter? I was just thinking what an attractive wife I've got. Ah, certainly. Hmm. Now that's made my evening, even without the show and dinner. All right, then, let's get back to the telly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'll be Tina. Hello. Hello, Tina, come along in. David's in the sitting room. He's been trying to ring you. But I'll leave him to explain why. Forgive us, won't you? We're rushing off to the theatre. Bye. Bye. Enjoy yourself. Uh... Hello, David, darling. Why have you been trying to ring me? I didn't think there was much point in your coming round. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, 
that was A Life of Bliss with George Cole as David Bliss, Brenda Bruce as Anne Fellows, Colin Gordon as Tony Fellows, and Muriel Pavlo as Tina Holliday. Psyche and Percy Edwards are synonymous. A Life of Bliss is written by Godfrey Harrison and produced by John Browell. <laughs>